Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at Stay on Target Podcast. Com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about Sony's PS5. That's right. And how much it's going to cost. How much is it going to cost? I don't know. Maybe a lot. We have some details, yeah. We'll talk about it later. Um, but first, John, uh, what have you been up to this week? So this week has been uh, has been a little bit more of, of what I've been talking about before. It's like Clone Wars. I just wrapped it up like literally yeah. tonight yeah. at like 2 a.m. The, the, the new season starts. The first episode drops. That's exciting. Um, very exciting. Uh, um, chronologically, yes. is this like the the end of the Clone Wars series? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, because there was a few different storylines that they, like whenever Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm, they yeah. didn't, like they canceled the show, right? Yeah. It was on uh, Cartoon Network, so they had a conflict of interest here. And they're like, okay, we're not going to continue put it, put it, like paying money to produce a show that's on somebody else's network whenever we have our own network over here. Let's cancel that show, get Rebels in production as fast as possible. Which they must like, they must have had like a non-compete or something. I don't know, because I don't know why they wouldn't have just moved... Uh, the Definitely. Clone Wars to Disney XD, and that's like I was I was surprised whenever they put all of like they were like oh yeah and all of Rebels is going to be on Disney Plus as well yeah. because all of Rebels like they had a contract with Netflix but then also like Cartoon Network had a lot of the episodes on their app or on their like website or whatever for a long time of Rebels um no not of Rebels sorry of uh of uh Clone, Clone Wars. Wars and so like so I, you're but then with Clone Wars but yeah. being on Disney XD uh, or, or, or Disney Plus yes but now okay. now all of those contracts must have had like some expiration date on them yeah and so it's like well now we can put these out yeah. and. You know, obviously, the new season is like, oh, it must have been an expiration date on the season of Clone Wars too, because now they're putting that out on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, or maybe there's just a loophole where it's like you exclusive for the like broadcast, and like because it's a streaming thing, it doesn't necessarily count as a broadcast. Like, yeah. you know, whatever. So, um, anyway, finished up like my rewatch. Which it turned into a rewatch after a certain point, um, and uh, and there was only a couple arcs where I was like, ah, oh, why did I choose to watch this arc? Mm. Um, there's one in particular um, where it's a, it's about some droids. There's a cool thing in there where they like, run into a uh, they run into a clone who's like lost his memory, and somebody's like basically co-opted him to run their bar or whatever, mm. and so they run into this like you know a quote unquote like deserter or whatever. But he doesn't remember like that he's a you know a clone or he doesn't know anything about. It. And they're like, you're a clone. He's got a beard. Um, that's a good episode within that like series or within that arc, but like that whole arc, I was just like, ah, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's it was just like, and that was like in season five, I think, of of six, and it was just like, ooh, this is this is it's really looks really great or whatever, but it's just a long takes a long time to to tell that story. Yeah. Anyway, but finished the uh, the season six, and then for excited for the release of the first episode of season seven tonight. I don't know. We'll see if I'm up. We'll see if I watch it like immediately. But uh, the last four episodes of of season six, um, I had completely forgotten about. And there is some gold in there, man. I just watched it like literally last night, and it was uh, it's a it's where they investigate the uh, Sifo Diaz, mm. and who is the Jedi who create like commissioned the creation of the clones and they talk about like a little bit about like the history there where it's like oh he was like more extreme for a jedi where it's like no we're gonna need this army and uh and he went off and like created this thing or whatever it had these you know kind of 
very uh, uh, polarizing views within the Jedi uh, Council, and uh, and like he just disappeared, and they didn't know what happened to him, and uh, and they they find his lightsaber in the first episode of this, and it sends them into like this journey of like the investigation, and then Yoda you know goes off and uh, and and investigates using the Force, like and and figuring out like okay, well we know that there's a plot against you know against the Republic somehow and against the Jedi because uh, you know Tyrannus, which is the uh, which is Dooku. Count Dooku's like pulling all these strings and stuff within the Republic as well. So, which it actually turns out is just, you know, Emperor Palpatine. You right, know, right, right. Or uh, at the time, you know, Chancellor Palpatine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, it's a, it's, that's a really great like four episode arc where it's like, it deals with a lot of things that like George Lucas had always said like, ah, oh, you know, I really want to, you know, investigate this type of thing or it's like it brings in even like what is the living force versus the you know the the mm. like it, how does that connect to living beings and how do living beings like exist in the force force ghosts like how does that work like there's a lot of things in these like episodes that are just like fascinating to like watch unfold and i uh i love it so anyway watch those um i've also been playing more assassin's creed odyssey been uh, I actually listened to you on a Star Wars front. I listened to the podcast, you know, the the uh, the one about the. Uh, yeah, did I yeah, talk yeah. to you about that already? Like where uh, it's, I listened to that and, and it was like fascinating. And, and I don't think so. There are things. Well, I don't remember. Did we? I don't know if we talked about it last week. I, or we not. talked. I talked about it whenever I like made it my pick of the week. Right, and uh, so the pick of the week we're talking about the podcast where the 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 rule of two. Yep. And they went over. It was called the Duel of Fates or whatever yeah. the episode where they go over the Colin Trevorrow script for yeah. uh, Star Wars Episode yeah. Nine and uh, and talk about it. Dude, that thing is like drastically different than the movie that we got. Oh, 100%. There are some things that are like through lines. So like where you can, like they even talk about on the episode where it's like, oh, you can see why they like the the Writer's Guild or whatever decided to like, okay, we're, we got to still keep. And there's still a lot of things I think yeah. that were like, you know, that he created or ideas that were there that he just yeah. didn't like connect to anything in the same way. Right. It was like, oh, the elements are there, but yeah. not the way that it works together. Right. Um, and so like, it's just fascinating to like, to, to, to hear them talk about that and to know what that story is. Yeah. And in some ways I'm like, man, like that, like I, I like the movie that we got really yeah, do like right. the movie that we got. And I like a certain things about it, specific things about it that are like, even down to like tying into the, the end, you know, that, that like arc of the clone wars or whatever, mm-hmm. like the things of the end of, uh, of, of rise of Skywalker tie into some of the themes and things that are going on in that arc as well yeah. with the clone wars. And so it's like, I love that aspect of it. Yeah. But at the same time, like there are certain other things where it's like, man, this ties up this other thing so much better than yeah. the the Rise of Skywalker that we got. So I, yes, there is. It does. Uh, there, and again, it's all like theoretical because it's right. like this is just like script yeah. versus a finished movie, and it's not even like it's it's like draft one of a script too. It's well, like who possibly. knows how much of this would have still like you know existed a year later. Yeah, I don't know if it was draft shooting. one, but it was just. I mean, it was a it was a it was an early draft, right? Uh, but like. But it was all it was it was far far enough long long to be but pretty buttoned up. There's no grammatical mistakes. They kind of talked about that too, right? Like he'd worked on this for a while. Uh, the the interesting thing to me, um, I read a I recently read a an article. I think it was on IGN, um, but it and it was opinion piece from back whenever the Rise of Skywalker came out, and I mm. had forgotten about it. Talking about how. The Rise of Skywalker, oddly enough, in a lot of ways, mirrors Episode One hmm. because if you look at the, the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. Episode One is basically a prequel to the prequels. Yep, because it takes place so far in front of Two and Three, mm-hmm. and uh, really doesn't even have it doesn't really connect to them other than the fact that 
it introduces Anakin, uh, Padme, yeah, and uh, and um, Chancellor Palpatine. Palpatine, yeah. Well, he wasn't, even he wasn't even Chancellor at the time. He but, was a senator. Because well, you know? even like even like Obi Wan Kenobi introduces him, but like the the main Jedi in 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 Episode One is Qui Gon, and he's dead. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> For, for episode, I mean, I think you, I think yeah, you know, it's it's fair to be fine on the yeah. spoilers there. So in the way yeah. that it's it's kind of a prequel to the prequels, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways because of the the development of that last the final trilogy, the mm -hmm. Rise of Skywalker is kind of a sequel to the sequels. Yeah, it's like an epilogue. Yeah, it's almost like and and I know I think there's too they do make the point like there's too much stuff in there for it to be a true epilogue. Epilogues right. are kind of just like hey we're tying up loose ends. Right. Uh, but it's it, like everything after the the destruction of the ring and Lord of the Rings, right. you know, because and that the the argument that they make, which I think is interesting, is that uh, if you look at the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, what Leia says at the end of the Last Jedi is something about like we have everything that we need, and so you can infer that if the the they have everything they need. That they will eventually win. Now, that's taken as kind of a step extra, where you're like, okay, I don't know, like, Lay's just talking at that point. But I can kind of get like the 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 idea that this is as disconnected from the first two movies of this mm -hmm. as the episode one was disconnected from the last two movies of that. Yeah, and that makes sense. And and, and largely like it's almost like the sequ the movies go one, two, three, two, one. In terms of which ones go together. Yes. Not, not not saying uh, like so. Episode one stands alone. So episode one, and then yep. two and three two go together. Three. Yeah. And so then, I think there was like there was like that was the one where I was like, oh, there's three, no break. So. Three, three. Or uh, wait, no. Uh, one, two, and three, four, five, six. Yep. And then seven and eight. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. And then honestly, like the uh, the big making jumps as far as like oh well like the there's a lot of stuff that happens, you know, or that has to happen at the beginning of this movie, making that big jump to like to, to uh, rise of Skywalker or whatever. It makes sense that it would happen that way. Um, sort of, but it's, it, you know, <laughs> I, I think don't know. It, uh, what's funny. What's it funny works. About, what, yeah. What's funny about the, the sequel trilogies, these trilogies, mm -hmm. I don't know that you can properly explain why this trilogy is the way it is outside of the crazy production and the death of Carrie Fisher. Right. Right. There's like, there's like, it, it's, it can't separate from the, the real world, which is the problem that star Wars has had this entire Disney run. Mm -hmm. Like you shouldn't have to think about and explain to people what was going on behind the scenes in order for them to appreciate a movie true, true. or understand why a movie is the way it is. Yeah. And I guess like, and it, that, that should be additive stuff. You're right. And, uh, cause like knowing the context of like, Hey, what was happening or, you know, in the first, like original trilogy, it's like, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's like the different rewrites that George Lucas had with his script or like the different things that, that he but you don't need it to make, to make sense of the times. story. Right. Exactly. Um, but it's just additive, you know, or it's like, in this case, it's like, it's less additive and it's more like, okay, well you, things you need to know before watching like, yep. you know, rise of Skywalker. Yep. Um, same and, thing kind of with the prequels where it's like, Hey, uh, call out here. George Lucas is a terrible director. He directed all these and uh, he's not real good at directing actors and love s stories, uh, admittedly. And so that's why episode two is the way it is. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to get those same kind of call outs. That's true. That's true. He was I mean, experimenting with a lot of, uh, visual effects. That's why, uh, this, uh, big, uh, what are the, the, the righty things in Tatooine? <laughs> 
the uh, walks in front oh, of the are, camera. Oh my gosh, I can't remember what it's called. Like so for the, uh, for the ex- special editions. Yeah, you have to explain the special editions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and you you know you nowadays have to you know explain McClunky, but you know. Yeah, just, now, yeah, you know, now, <laughs> and maybe okay. Well, so I, I kind of take it. back like part of what it's not just the, the sequels. It's all no, it's Star all, Wars now. You yeah, have to yeah, explain you all have to of explain it. Explain it all. Um, just, I don't know, man. The uh, it it like it, in like listening to that and like that podcast where it's like okay, they're talking about like this other script that could have happened. Like there's you know there's just an alternate universe where that potentially you know it's like oh that happened and it's yeah. like that that worked out. And it's like I don't. It's so interesting to me, like the different things that I enjoy about both stories and then the things that I don't enjoy about them. Yeah. And it's like, I think that's just like the the truth of almost any piece of storytelling or art or whatever, where it's like, there's going to be a version, like there's things that you enjoy, things that you dislike. I mean, very rarely does something like come out and like just all of the things are perfect. Yeah. You know, it's like there are very rare things like where to me it's like where like this ended up and it was like the best. Like where like I don't have a single thing that I would change. Um, Whereas, you know, most of the time it's like it's both where it's like, oh, I've greatly enjoyed these elements. Yeah, this not so much. And it's like a different version of that or an earlier version that may have like swapped them up where it's like, oh, these other things that I would have enjoyed in this other one don't enjoy as much in this. It's just you never know with 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 art and how that all comes together. And then like... uh... I was thinking about this the other day because I was watching. Uh, I watched Thor Ragnarok again on Disney Plus, and they have some deleted scenes on there. Oh, really? Uh, and um, I like that they have special features on Disney Plus. I do too, but like, I just have this. I I mean, I, I've always been this way. I don't mind like new extended director's cuts of movies. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan of deleted scenes. Interesting, because it's almost like. Sometimes the deleted scene like integrally changes a scene, mm, yes, or a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But since it's it's not it's not like they decided to put it back into the movie, right? It's just like there, and I'm like, I don't know if I care, well, and I don't know that I want that, and I, because I also, then it just presents two future, and I'm like, what? Sure. Yeah. Well, then, like, you also have this conflict of, like, okay, well, why did they cut it out? Did they cut it out because they didn't want that to be part of the story? Or did they cut it out because, like, they didn't want it, the runtime to be, lo- like, long? Well, like, if the, the reasoning behind it where it's, like, okay, if there's a deleted scene that they include on the DVD, like, I would rather than be, like, no, nah, we're not going to include one that we just cut, like, because we didn't want it to end up in the movie. Yeah. We only include the ones that we had to cut for time. Yeah, and it's the same way, and I'll, like, I'll dive into that, you know, like, like for instance, Midsummer. Uh, I watched. Just talked about how I watched that a few weeks back. Yeah, I watched the director's cut. It includes like an extra half hour worth of stuff, <laughs> solely because the studio told him he had to cut it out. Wow. Okay. Like not that. Not that he was mainly for time, but also yeah. because it was like this. I mean, it, it's a. It's a. It's rated R, but it's like this is just so much stuff that's rated R. Right. That right. That you're right. like you're on the verge of like. Like being beyond R. Yeah, NC seventeen or whatever. Whatever it is, it is now. Um, and so like you gotta mm. cut, you gotta you gotta cut thirty minutes out of this, and yeah. so he cut thirty minutes out. That's a lot, dude. It's a whole lot. That's a lot out of like a two two and a half hour long movie. And or so whatever. in that situation, I'm like, well, I'd rather watch the director's cut because it sounds like that's what he wanted in the first place. Yeah, and I, what what director was it? There's but some, but some, if they were all deleted scenes, I wouldn't have cared. Right. And there's some, but there's some director who was who has said like recently, where he's like, oh, I, just, I if I have to do a director or if I have to do a director's cut. Like that, it, that means that I, I haven't like I failed or like I've, well, I, I consider it a failure to have to do a director's cut. Cause I can't like, remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I, I can't remember who it was, but someone, someone has said that. And it's almost like I, uh, if you can't, it's, it's more, I think it was worded something like if you can't put out the movie, you want to put out the first time. Yeah. 
Like you're not doing your job right. And or something obviously like that. that position comes from like, it was, it was like a big name director. Like obviously that yeah, position that comes from like, that. yeah, it's like a Steven Spielberg or somebody who's right. like, who's like, nah, dude, we're putting out the movie I want to put out. And the studio's like, okay, yeah, okay. But it's, you know, if you're just random, you know, everyday director, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, Mar- it's like, well, you gotta, you gotta cut 30 minutes out of this movie. <laughs> yeah. If you're Martin Scorsese, you can release a three hour, 45 minute. That's right. Uh, or 25 minute, uh, movie, but oh, no one else. Man. Yeah. Um, and then on the flip side of that, I also don't, I don't like the continue, continual iteration of movies. So like oh. Blade Runner. Yeah. Where's uh, like, the, which, origi- uh, the original. Immediately whenever people are like, oh, you know, I watched Blade Runner. Which version? Yeah. It's which, like whenever that which, that. which of the seven different versions or whatever there is, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. like seven of Blade Runner did you watch? And like some of them integrally change the mm-hmm. way that you perceive the uh, the robots in right. that in that movie, right? And um, and I still don't know if I replicants. watched the proper one. Like I don't know, like if the because like, I don't remember which version I watched. First of all, yeah. And then I don't remember like if that's the one that everybody like identifies like that's the best one. You know, it's like I don't know if I watched the best version of that movie. So it's like, yeah. I, don't know. I think I own the final cut, but I also don't, don't think the final cut was the final one. No. I think there was one after the There's final one after cut. the final cut. I know that. So I don't know. Um, I also wonder, like, with 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 Star Wars, yeah. um, roping it back around. I wish, we, I wish we could just go back to the original cuts. Well, see that that's I, what I was thinking was like the only like the problem with Star Wars right now, like as far as like those cuts go, or actually I, I think it's a good thing is uh, is that we haven't we can't have access to the originals. Because whenever they updated them, it's like, okay, we changed formats to DVD, and there's a version that's on DVD, and that's the version. But we never released, like, the uh, the original originals to DVD. And then now to Blu-ray, same difference. Like, every time we changed format, it's like we lost one. And it's like, okay, so now we're, like, there's the current version that we have, like, on, on Blu-ray or whatever, is the only version that really is, is able to be watched on Blu-ray. Like, there's not uh, an original... Right, McClunky version isn't on Blu-ray, and then the right. other version before that isn't on Blu-ray. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, but with... Uh, but with uh, Disney Plus. Well, no, with Blade Runner, oh. it's like you can have access to all of the versions. Well, somewhere. Kinda, not really. Well, I mean, it's the same kind of thing where, like, if they sell a new one, they sell the yeah. the most recent one. I see. You know what I mean? There's only one, one print in existence, but there might be like a, 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 there okay. might be two different versions spanning two different mediums. Yeah, on the blue like oh, there's two different Blu-ray versions. The only but, thing that I yeah. think might I, I, mean, okay, I could be wrong, but I think you can watch the original or the whatever yeah. the newest one is. I definitely have seen the original one, like in the most updated, like you know, where yeah. it's like this is the original again, and cut. I'm okay with that. Like I almost yeah. wish you could do that with Star Wars. Yeah, which, yeah. Like, here is the original cut. I could get that. Here's the director's cut, McClunky cut. <laughs> I love it. I also love like whenever the McClunky thing, it was literally like within 24 hours of Disney Plus coming out where people were like, this is different. Oh, 100%. You know, like they were, you know, the internet was scouring those for any change at all. <laughs> I'd be like, what in the world? <laughs> I love that Disney is like, it's like actually that was George Lucas's decision before we, we bought Star Wars from him. It's probably a big old just middle finger to everybody. He's like, I'm going to sneak this in here. He's like, guys, he, like literally right before he goes and like signs the signs the the papers, he like walks into like, you know, into Lucasfilm is like, okay, so I need, need like a team of like four people. <laughs> We're going to go at it. Star Wars. McClunky. <laughs> One last time. <laughs> I know exactly where we'll do time. it. I know exactly what's happening. <laughs> right, before, right before Disney came to pick up the masters. <laughs> yeah, they show up and they like they run He's, a copy he, and they just hand to Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> I promise it's the same one. It's great. 
<laughs> oh man i also love the idea that it caught like caught somebody off guard like where it's like wait what's in there now <laughs> i, I the, it, it's so good that scene <laughs> that change in particular it fascinates me because it's like okay i understand you know you sw- swap who shot first yeah and then you change it to they both shoot at the same time yeah, yeah. even that's fine yeah fine okay i'm good with it but i don't like the part the 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 sleep in um in logic is like that doesn't make enough sense than firing at the same you know what will make sense if he screams mcclunky right before and han moves his head out of the way yep it's so weird well and then like yeah, just it's the, the weirdest. The the context of the scene is like it just continuously like the gets faster and faster as well. Yeah, because it's like more things happen within the about uh, roughly the same amount of time. Yeah, well, yeah every like a, single like cut. There's like a weird pause now. Yeah, like, and and, and the word he's gonna scream is this random. Yeah, like callback to episode one. That's right. So Bulba says McClunky. Yep. It's like what are you talking about, man? It's so good, George. I love it. <laughs> I personally like feel like that's hilarious, and I, I feel oh, like it's hilarious. It just doesn't make any. Uh, it's hilarious because it doesn't make any sense. That's right. <laughs> I feel like George probably is like, yeah, it's that's that's why Stupid I did it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, and it's great. Gosh. Oh man. Anyway, so Star Wars, Clone Wars, cool. Very excited. Nice. What have you been up to this week, Chris? Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> we're twenty one minutes into this podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'll just keep it brief. Um, I've been watching Pandemic on Netflix. Yeah, it's 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 a documentary. It's pretty okay. good. Um, I've also, uh, uh, what, what else have I, my, oh, Bob's Burgers, uh, new ones finally aired again. Um, I, there was a big Bob's Burgers drought there for a while Yep. between like right before Christmas till literally like this past it's Monday. Like, it's like a quarter of a year, man. Well, not, maybe not two, maybe months? two months, two months. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Hashtag math. Maybe, maybe a sixth of the year. Um, so I, I watched that. Um, also been, uh, I, I, Got back into uh, Modern Warfare. Yeah, um, playing the uh, they have a new battle pass out. So That's right. if you remember in Modern Warfare, the original Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare Two, mm-hmm. Ghost, the character Ghost. Yeah, he is a, a fan sp- favorite, a playable skin now in the uh, the multiplayer. Cool. If you buy the battle pass, and uh, it's pretty cool. Was um, he, I'm gonna is, tr- huh? Is he was he ever in Modern Warfare One? Ghost, yeah, I think so. In the original one, is so he is he not in this one? No. Okay. So, um, if this were the same universe, it's right. not right. But if it were, mm-hmm. this would be a prequel to the original Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, Modern Warfare Three. I love it. That's cool because at well, this is kind of it's not really spoilers. Yeah, don't I mean don't worry about it. The, but the uh, like at the by the end of this one, yeah. Price is talking about assembling his team. Cool. And it includes Soap and Ghost yeah. and all the guys who yeah. were in the, the team. So the sequel the to this will pro- will have Ghost in it most likely. Yes. And Soap and everybody. Yeah, okay. Yep. Okay, I'm down with that. That's great. Yeah. That's really I, cool. Dude, you need to play this game. I love this. It's a, such a great game. I like that as far as like a concept for a like reboot of a franchise goes where it's like, let, we're going to like reboot this thing, but we're not going to start at the same spot. We're right. going to like, you know, start totally. beforehand and see what happens because it's like you don't even have to, if you start earlier than that or what like with the setup you don't even have to go the same route that you went the first time so totally. yeah very cool uh so anyway yeah uh i'm gonna try to max out the battle pass because at, at the top you get this special like gold blinged out ghost with a hood on nice cool i dig it dude anyway that's great let's what i'm up to well chris i think we've got some news the news 
So for the news, uh, the only news I have is that the new season of Fortnite's out. And I thought it would be fun if you and I uh, looked at the new Battle Pass skins and yeah. items together on the air for the new season of Fortnite. This I is chapter it. two, season two. Came about like two months late after uh, after we we were supposed to get it. Right. Update required. I literally updated it this morning. I mean, they're patching stuff, oh, man. Goodness, hang on. They're Let's patching stuff. It's like a it's like a full like iOS app update. Oh no. Okay, hang on, hang on. All right, I'm downloading. Okay, so it's gonna take a minute. Okay, okay. Well, while while it downloads. I've got one other piece of news. All right. And it's not like so much news as it's just it's like something really interesting and cool. Um, and this is, I, I have an article from IGN. It's the, it says, the auctioned Nintendo PlayStation, yes, you heard right, the Nintendo PlayStation prototype console uh, is going to be the most expensive video game item ever. And the current bid is $350,000. So what this item is, is someone has found a prototype. So back before PlayStation 1 came out, Nintendo had uh, basically a deal with PlayStation to put out the Nintendo PlayStation and uh, branded as both both companies or whatever, and uh, where PlayStation was essentially just going to manufacture the, the item and, uh, and it would play uh, NES and SNES cartridges as well as discs. And instead of that, Nintendo backed out of the deal at the last second and uh, put out the Nintendo 64. Wow. And so that's whenever Sony was like, well, guess what? We're <laughs> going to put out the PlayStation. Mm. Enter, you know, the modern console market as and we know it. And history was forever changed. For real, dude. Because, like, it's, it's, it's fascinating to look at this device. This is the only one in existence still. Is all of the other 500 prototypes were destroyed, apparently. And uh, this is the last one. Why is this not going to a museum or something? So that's what the person who has is selling it has been doing with it. They've been taking it to like road shows and stuff like that where they're like, okay. and the reason that they're selling it is because it has become too expensive for them to like travel around with this thing. Um, and they're not making money on like traveling around and that sort of thing. Because like the insurance or whatever? Or I mean, like, I think just to, like travel. People co- aren't like, willing to pay. Like they're not. Yeah. It's like, the, how do you make money off of like a, a museum item like this? It's uh-huh. like, I don't know. I feel like um, you just donate to a museum, though. Exactly. But, I mean, they, they, you know, they're selling it. Okay. And so, potentially, like, depending on who gets it or whatever, there might be, you know, if I was, possibility if for I that. was either, If I was Nintendo, I yeah. would want to buy this and put it in a Nintendo museum. I feel like Nintendo would probably want to buy it and destroy it. But, you know, the... Uh, that sounds stupid. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't. <laughs> maybe PlayStation maybe. needs to buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, like, I feel like something should happen with this thing. Um, and as you put everybody... Because, like, looking at the pictures of it, it looks like an, a, like, NES. Like I said, it's that weird gray color yeah. that also like stains really easily. So it's like kind of like it, this is it kind of has that discoloration to it on the controller where you're like it's kind of like somewhat orange and dingy. Um, but it has a uh, the weird thing about it is it has the disc drive, which is like a normal like Sony PlayStation like disc drive that slides out or whatever. And then it has the cartridge slot behind that, so it's like gigantic. And uh, so it has both things in it. Why? Such a, because they were going to do like, oh, it's backwards compatible with all of your uh, SNES and NES games. That's and crazy. it plays the new format of discs. That's nuts. Um, it's just a strange device, man. And Sony manufacturer, obviously. But it's just a, it, it's an interesting piece. If anybody wants to take a look at it, go take a look at it. If you've got more than $350,000 to drop on this thing, you, know, you can buy it and donate it to a museum. Whatever you want to do. 
Um, but it's just fascinating to look at and it's, it's a weird piece of, of history. Like for a long time there, it just, nobody had one. Like somebody just had it like in, and was like, Oh, I found this prototype and, uh, and it wasn't verified as like a, a legit thing for a while that this person had it after they finally like found it. And, uh, but they finally like have, have people at Nintendo and Sony have verified that, you know, that's, that's the thing. And, uh, <laughs> and so it's like just a weird piece of uh, video gaming history for those who are so inclined. It's crazy. It's weird, man. Can you imagine? All right. It looks like this is finally uh, finally downloaded. Sweet. Um, so I'm looking at the Battle Pass. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we, we saw like a, a trailer a second ago, too. The, like the, I, I, I looked at it. The trailer, yeah. So yeah. Um, let's see here. It looks like you have... Uh, as the default, as, a, as the first skins, you can get the banana with the suit jacket on. Nice. Um, you can also, there's this other. Pro, yeah, that looks hilarious. Bonus custom creation. Visit my upgrade vault, complete challenges, and permanently choose your unique style. Permanently, permanently choose, choose. From over 3.8 million looks. Oh, no. How do you choose between that many looks, Chris? I don't know. So it's permanent, though. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, okay, so it looks like there's some permanent uh, this person you can just design, I guess. Interesting. Um, Which one is that? What, what's what's it? Does it they, do they have a name? It's that first one. Her name Maya. Her, na- her name is uh, Maya. Yeah, no, gear, gear specialist, specialist Maya. Maya. Mm. Um, some cool uh, different emotes. What is this? This is a uh, bunch of bananas in a backpack. Yeah, I was about to say Agent Peely. You know, some no, some music, spy music, which is pretty cool. Very cool. Dude, I always love the music. Like that's one of the underrated things. Like on Apex, like whenever I uh, have the chance with their special like um, events and stuff like that, where they have like, oh, here, you know, we're doing a Christmas themed weekend, and you know, these are the prizes. I always target the music first, where it's like that's something that I will use all the time. So just shake up the menu. Uh, so um, there's also a character called Brutus. Yeah, it's like some kind of like looks like back flare. Pull Brutus's hack and slash pickaxes right out of his back bling to unleash some fury. Interesting. Or if it's like a melee attack or Seems something. Seems like it might be. That's wild. That's, that's um, fascinating. Almost sounds like an uh, like a ultimate or something this? like that. Bombs away. Bonus bombs away. Surf the skies with Tiantina's bombs away glider. The first glider you can ride. So can you like ride it at any point, like jump on it and fly know. up in the air? I don't know what any of this means. Interesting, interesting. Feel like that'd be weird. Some pickaxes, some like nice uh, camo. Here's some outfits for a, a different jacket for the uh, the banana. Very cool. Uh, earlier, here's another person. So these things that have bonuses, just say they have bonus. Oh wait, you can choose the choice of her. Oh what? Okay, so you can. I don't get the whole. So in the in the video, it's like you choose the side. Oh yeah, so with Brutus even. Yeah, with Brutus, like you can choose the shadow or ghost organizations, and like so you have two permanent choices. Like we have to choose. Like you're using a white suit, uh, with like a, a you know a, a kind of a stormtrooper esque looking mask, or kind of a, a a black suit with like bone looking mask and and uh, and bone. I don't like this at all. Arms and stuff. Um, same thing with T and Tina. Um, all right, so you have to choose between those. Yeah, apparently. You have oh to choose. no! Here's a big. Here's where you can start getting to the random cat stuff. Yeah, that was really awesome. I thought uh, that was funny. Meowsles. There's a feline fun. Um, it's a like a, a ball of yarn back bling. That's awesome. I um, love that. A ball of yarn. 
Looks like pickaxe. Oh, no. No, no, no. These just scratch pickaxes. Uh, let's see here. Then you also have um, a cool fish glider. Fish bones glider. Cool. Like you, like cat, like you, your cat's eating it. Oh, here's a uh, the actual meowskulls. Yeah, and he Meowsicles. has two different versions too. Yeah, imagine you have to choose shadow and ghost organizations. That's an easier one to me That's because rough. the shadow organization has like this awesome looking like scar on the, across the face, and it's like yes. Bonus flex a feline enforcer who can take some serious licks with his built-in pump pose emote. Interesting. I guess he just has a pump, uh, a built-in emote. A built-in emote. Uh, let's see here. That's, that's interesting to have like a skin with a custom emote on it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. We just have some pickaxes, some random gliders, uh, another outfit jacket for the uh, banana here. Then we have Sky, mm-hmm. who also has a shadow and ghosts. A choice, which that one's hard, so, dude, but you obviously yeah, are going to go with one, the purple man. one. Yeah. yeah. And the, the other one, like the reason, the only reason this is hard for me, I like the, the pink on the end purple one. Like that's probably the one I would go with, but the other one is green. It's my favorite color. So bonus, but it's green and brown. So it's like almost camo. And I'm like, Oh, I'd rather go with the cool looking purple. Ollie skies questing companion transforms into a hat glider and traversal emo. I don't know what any of this means, dude. Me neither. Like, it seems like they're introducing some new gameplay kind of mechanic stuff. Um, which, is, which is cool. Which is very cool. Um, potentially, that's why they maybe delayed it. Um, looking at a few more things. There's more music. There's a uh, some emotes. Some, some, oh, here's a, someone in Midas. Bonus. Golden Touch turns weapons and vehicles gold for the duration of the match. What? What? That is wild. Very cool. Wait, I wonder if they mean gold as in... Epic, like the best version. Mm. Oh no, just the. the I think it's just the it's just the, the skin, outside. probably. Yeah. So then he has a couple different uh, versions of. Oh, that's that's the top. That's the top one. Yeah, it's the hundred hundred. I also see Deadpool. Yep. Well, whenever it loaded up, it had Deadpool on the the main page too. Well, it said he he was the secret, the secret. Um, skin i just don't know what that means and how you get him so doesn't that mean like you get to level 100 and don't there is doesn't that unlock like a a separate set of like additional challenges uh, if you complete you get uh you know the secret skin or whatever because i feel like there's been times where i've reached the top of the battle pass and haven't gotten everything because of the secret challenges or whatever so that's definitely a possibility yeah this is wild all right well uh that's the battle pass um, Super cool, dude. Yeah, I mean, I will definitely, uh, I'll definitely play it, dude. I love. I, that's the thing about like Fortnite is it, I love that they're still like coming up with cool things. That, it seems like they may be playing off of like spy stuff this time. Yeah, I can see him doing like it's a James cool. Bond tie-in since dude. that that movie comes out soon. Dude, be awesome. I know. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that movie. By the way, I am too. Hans Zimmer doing the music. Yeah, dude. Billie Eilish on the uh, the single. The single, which is really good. I enjoy yeah. the single. Not as good as Skyfall. Okay, because let's I don't just know be honest. Be good Skyfall. Skyfall is so good. Yeah, agreed. But this oh my good goodness! Too. Oh, this one's amazing. Like, uh, and and Billy Eilish is like her voice, dude. Pff, I know, haunting it's man. On this. Insane. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, loved it. And again, like you said, Hans Zimmer doing the music, so it's really good. That's the news. PlayStation Five, Chris. Yep. All right, so we you know about- some details about the PlayStation Five. They've released them to uh, what, what, what was the website? I can't remember. Who did they keep giving the interview to? 
um, uh, Matt Cerny or Mark Cerny like ended up like being interviewed by uh, the same like outlet a couple times about I, like these tech details. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. Um, but we know that information. Yeah, but but, but so we uh, it's been a long time since we have had a console launch. That's right. This is the weirdest console launch season I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I agree. Um, because you have like. You know, Microsoft out there announcing their console at the Game Awards. Yeah, with the trailer. Yeah, and you then have, having to clarify what the name of the console actually is. Yeah, which I'm okay. I mean, yeah, that's not fine. a big deal. It's just like you know, people were dumb. I mean, it was just it was just very funny. Like it was like, oh, the Xbox Series X, and then and then they were like, well, Xbox is the name, and Series X is the is which the makes sense. model number. Like I never thought the name was Series X. Right, right, right. Like I don't know. Which is anyway, funny. Uh, then um, so Sony's but Sony is like. It's weird, dude. For a uh, like, they're the leader in the marketplace. They're not acting like it. Well, they're at, yeah, they're not acting like it, or they're acting very like um, def- yeah, defensive about like the, that aspect of it. Where it's like, oh, we're not, you know, they they, they aren't doing E three, which is like also super strange. Yep, it's the second year in the world they haven't done E three, but they're just like not showing up at like the biggest trade show um in in the video game world for the year it's like the year that you're launching new hardware it's just such a strange move yeah and right. uh and so like that, that also makes it makes it really weird so there's a uh there there's an article from um Bloomberg from uh I guess last week yeah that I'm going to read and uh, it kind of talks about the price point like we've been wondering like what will this cost we've been hearing rumors that the, the PlayStation 5 would cost a lot um even rumors that the uh, the Xbox Series X would cost a lot, but mm-hmm. if there is if they're releasing two SKUs, yeah. then they have a, a like a, a reason why there's an expensive and not expensive version. Right. Well, and, and Xbox has been pretty like transparent about it being like this, you know, pretty. You know, cause, well, like, they were we've had the X. We've like, had the Xbox Series, or we've had the Xbox One X. Yeah, yeah. and that was like they were like, okay, it's going to be a premium piece of technology. It was still started at the same price that the original Xbox One launched with because the original Xbox One had the Connect in there. Yeah. Um, and so it was, you know, it was $500 or whatever uh, for both of those consoles whenever they first launched. Um, Which, again, did hurt them, like, yep. to be fair. Like, uh, the PC, PS4 launched at $400. And was, you know, technically the more powerful of the two. Well, so. and Sony, like, they did that. Like, they, they purposely launched it at $400 and kept the, the PlayStation I out of it. That's right. Because they were originally going to package the PlayStation I in That's every single right. console. Yeah. And they, got, they saw the blowback that Microsoft got and the fact that their console was going to be uh $500 and they right. like wanted to undercut them so much that they changed their their presentation. Yeah. Um they it's well, it's, well let me just read this article then yeah. we can talk about it. Uh so this is from Bloom uh Bloomberg uh written by Takashi Mochizuki. Scarce components have pushed the manufacturing cost for Sony Corp's next PlayStation to around $450 per unit, forcing a difficult price setting decision. And it's battle with Microsoft, according to people with knowledge of the matter. The Japanese conglomerate is preparing to gradually re- replace the six-year-old PS4 console, releasing its PlayStation 5 the same holiday season. Its arch-rival debuts the upcoming Xbox Series X. Sony typically finalizes a console's price in February of the release year, hmm. followed by mass production in the spring. With the PS5, the company is taking a wait-and-see approach, and the people asking not to be named because the details are private. The PS4 released in 2013 at a retail price of $399 was estimated to cost $381 to manufacture. With the $450 
co- unit cost and a similar gross margin, the PlayStation 5's retail price would have to be at least $470. That would be a hard sell to consumers, considering Sony's most expensive machine now is the 399 PS4 Pro and is often discounted, according to Macquarie Capital Analyst Damian Thong. Consum- uh, this is a quote. Consumers will benchmark their expectations based on the PS4 Pro and PS4. If Sony prices above that, it would, would likely be to balance a need to offset higher materials cost against risk to demand, hmm. end quote. Sony declined to comment. The company's biggest headache in ensuring a, is ensuring a reliable supri- supply of DRAM and NAND flash memory with both in high demand as smartphone, smartphone makers gear up for fifth-generation devices, according to people familiar with Sony's operations. Samsung just announced its Galaxy S20 product range, each variant of which will have 5G and a minimum of 12 gigabytes of RAM in the U.S. Video game companies often sell hardware at thin margins or even at a loss because they profit from lucrative game software and recurring online subscription services. Sony's chief executive officer has said the business should be judged by the number of active users, not the number of hardware units sold. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Some Sony games staff thinks it should sell the new console at a loss if necessary to match Microsoft's price, while other Sony executives would prefer to make money as the company did with the PS4. This is a quote, we must keep PlayStation 5's bill of materials under our control, and we need to make the correct number of units in the initial production, end quote. Sony's chief financial officer said hmm. at an earnings briefing earlier this month. Most of the comp- components for the console have been locked down including the cooling system, which is unusually expensive at a few dollars per unit. Typically, companies would spend less than a dollar, but Sony opted to lavish more on making sure heat dissipation from the powerful chips housed inside the console isn't an issue. The ongoing coronavirus outbreak has had no impact so far on preparations for PlayStation 5 production. The company has yet to decide how many PlayStation 5 units it will make in the first year. Separately, Sony plans to release a new version of this. There's just tons of stuff in here. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like all running together. Oh, yeah. Uh, to release a new version of the PlayStation VR virtual reality headset tentatively scheduled after the PlayStation 5 goes on sale. Yeah. Sony has already canceled some previously planned futures from a, for a new mirrorless camera. Okay, I don't I don't care about that. Blah, 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 blah. I think we're just talking about availability of, uh, of processors there. Oh, it's like, yeah, oh, you're right. We've uh, canceled these cameras in order to, uh, in order to like not have to... Get, like create a demand of those processors yeah, owing to the constrained DRAM supply. Yeah. Sony executives are voicing patience about the next console's pricing as they anticipate the transition to be a gradual one, said people familiar with this day-to-day operations. Many of the games launched for the PlayStation 5 will also be available to play the predecessor machine, so revenue from software and related network services is, is expected to keep the business performance intact. Microsoft and Sony are both expanding their respective online subscription services revenue from which may allow them greater flexibility on hardware pricing. Mm-hmm. People within the PlayStation business unit said a key factor in deciding the ultimate PlayStation 5 retail price will be where Microsoft sets its price for the next-generation Xbox Series X. Microsoft is widely expected to hold that information back until the E3 Gaming Expo in Los Angeles in June. There's pressure from CFO uh, for Sony to provide more transparency and information in the build-up to the PS5's release, which has caused some consternation internally. I don't know the last time I saw the word consternation in a, a news article. <laughs> I, I very much appreciate the, the use of consternation and then lavish. Yeah. Like <laughs> Asked about when he expects Sony to provide guidance on the gaming business outlook for the new fiscal year. 
The CFO said the plan is no different from the recent past, meaning the guidance can be expected around the end of April. I don't know what that means. If the company takes longer than usual, analysts may look to its next investor relations meeting to glean hints about the new console's retail price. The company held that meeting in late May last year. This is just oddly. Well, and the thing about this article is also it's in Bloomberg. So it's like it's for people who are like investors and uh, I still write it. So it's so it's, so it's legible, like easily, easily understandable. But yeah, the uh, the fast there's lots of fascinating things in there, dude. Lots there's of, so yeah, much so, fascinating well, well, first, things in there. Well, first, let's just start with the, the price. Like, it's yeah. crazy to me. Like, I don't I mean, again, they're behaving like someone who is scared, which yeah. is crazy to me. Uh, the fact that they're waiting for Microsoft to just basically lay out their whole plan, and I know they they lo- they liked the ability to do that and undercut them last time, mm-hmm. and it was succeeded so well last time too. You but know? if I'm Microsoft and I see this, uh-huh. if I'm like real cutthroat, I price my console at cost or or real close to it, so that uh, Sony has to either lose money on every console in order to compete with me, mm-hmm. or um, like, like straight up, hit the same price point so that we're at parity. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm Microsoft, I don't want the situation to be like where they're undercutting me and still making money. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah, and th- th- that makes sense. I mean, it, on this side of things, like the two boxes from the rumors that we've had, like where it's like, oh, they've released like various tech specs about them or whatever. The Xbox Series X is supposedly a decent chunk more powerful than the PS5. Yeah. Um, And I always assumed that it would come in way more expensive than it. Like it's going to, you know, it's like, okay, if you're going to get the top of the line, that's why I thought like Xbox, you know, with the two models where it's like, oh, here's a more economical model uh, that's little less powerful or whatever. Um, doesn't do 4K, but does, you know, 1080p or whatever. And then they have their like powerhouse box. If they do that strategy, I just anticipated that the top of the line Xbox is going to come in like $100 more expensive than the PS5. But at this point, after this article, it's like maybe not. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know that that's necessarily the case because uh, Microsoft keeps talking about their custom chip that they're building, right? And that's a lot like Apple's, like uh, the chips, the custom chips that they build. Yeah. Um, not saying that they're inexpensive, but because they are building it themselves, yeah, they can, and they're doing it at scale. Mm-hmm. They can do it a little cheaper than you just go to AMD and be like, hey, I need a. Uh, this kind of processor. Right. Uh, I, they also did a similar thing with the Xbox one X with the cooling system. Like they had this like super high end, like custom cooling system for the Xbox one X. Um, and so like you would, you know, potentially if they're building, you know, those types of things for the Xbox series X in house, it's like, okay, well maybe yeah, which they've already said they're not like they're using mainly that big, um, the big fan on the end as the primary cooling vent. Makes kind of like they did with the, you know, if you remember the, the original Xbox one, it had the big, huge vent on the top. Yeah, which or is like you basically, have it. You still yeah, have I still it. have that. It's, yeah. it's basically just a big grate. You know, you can like see yeah. inside of it. Whereas there, the, you know? the Xbox One X, like you can put stuff all on top of it. You, right. There's nothing to really cover up. There's there's fans on the the back uh, of the console and 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 sides. Mm-hmm. But really, the thing that keeps it cool is the it's a, like a liquid cool cooling system inside. Right, right. Um, whereas, so the new one will have that fan. That's why, like, honestly, it, it's it's probably going to be better if you stand it up on its end, like they have it in. The, I would assume so. Yeah, just to keep it an open air. So, uh, I kind of forgot where we were going with that. But like that being said, 
I honestly think that there's a huge and and Sony seems to think like there's a huge chance that that Microsoft's going to be able to price this thing pretty competitively, like, like really competitively, even at five hundred bucks. Low. You know, it's yeah. like if, if Microsoft prices their console at, at five hundred dollars, it's like Sony is then like in the position of like, ooh, well, we either have to take a loss on this in order to beat that price, or we price it at five hundred dollars and it's parity, but it's less powerful. I don't even think it'll be five hundred dollars, dude. I think I think I like if I'm making a prediction, an E three prediction. Ooh. I think land it out there. Xbox's console is going to be four ninety nine. So that's five. So five hundred bucks. Uh, sorry, three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. So yes. four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars. Man, I mean, like that's and that's like that's ideal. Let's for me, like I feel like that's like dream situation there. And that's only if so. Uh, th- th- we still have yet to figure out. Like the, we know that there's a Series X, which means right. there's probably a Series X. Uh, uh, sorry, S or something like that. A lower right. series. I, I honestly do not expect them to launch both of them at the same time. I can't imagine that they would. Because that's just so confusing from a consumer perspective. Right. Well, I mean, and besides, figure, besides people like you or me. Is the is the Xbox Series S, like the lower version, would that be more powerful than your Xbox One X? Because they're not dropping support for the Xbox One X for a long time. Like they've talked about it being like two years or something like that, um, you know, before they would have like Theoretically, an Theoretically, yes. And like, and, and, and what I think it's going to be, like if they have a lower one, I think it's going to be no disk drive, streaming only. Yeah. Like I think it'll still output 4K, all the things, but it'll, it won't include like just like the, the bells and whistles. Right. You know, might not have, you know, like a, Maybe it doesn't have an HDMI input, so you can do TMI, or maybe it does. I don't, who knows? Definitely may not have like a like you said, like a, a Blu-ray drive. Definitely not like an HD yeah. Blu-ray drive or something. Um, you know? Because I think that's what the, their that whole like all digital edition of the Xbox One was. They were testing that like just to see like do people like this, and it, and it did well. Yeah, it didn't do badly. But they didn't like immediately put that into production. I think it was more of a test for Makes the sense. next version. That would make a lot of sense. So it's like, hey, you know, and honestly, like if you look at the way that they did the Xbox One, is like okay. M- Two years later, like they they launched the uh, Xbox One S, right. you know, and so it's like if they even if they accelerated that and did like the S version or the uh, the slim or all digital version of whatever the uh, Series X is, if they did that in um, you know one year, yeah, and, that, and that's where it comes down to. Like I don't think that they I th- I think that they will launch something like that. I don't really see them doing it this year. Yeah, because mainly because the people who would buy it are the people who are buying Xbox One. Uh, Xbox Ones right now. Right. And they don't need to upgrade, like you said, for another yeah, couple years. For another couple years. It also gives, like, it helps them focus on one console, getting that in the marketplace, making that successful, and allows them to, because, like, if you have the two out there, you have to, like, have a big enough price difference between them to make yep. sense. So then you would have to have a four ninety nine, three ninety nine, or something like that. Right, right. Because you still want the, like, it's not going to, the lower one's not going to be cheap. Right. You know? Like, not going to be less expensive than like what's out there now. Minus a sure. drive or something. I, granted, we're, like none of this is real, so we're just kind of like right. making it up. But hypothesizing. I mean, and th- so as far as like this pricing goes for like the PS Five, it's it's for it to cost four hundred and you know change for them to manufacture. That's not you know so like they they did the math, the rough math. I'm like, okay, well the the PS Four cost three hundred and this much, and they sold it for <laughs> basically like, only made like twenty bucks on it. Yeah, it's like they only made twenty, unit. but like you have to pay for like shipping and like and marketing out of that. But like it's like there's a lot of things that have to come out of that twenty dollars from each console that like today. Have they adjusted for inflation with that? Like, I don't know. It's I feel like you'd have to price it even in order to make the same margin on each box. You would have to price it a little bit even more than what the article is saying, like that uh, four seventy something, um, because that's only like you said twenty dollars of of 
additional net net revenue from each box you know i don't it's it's such a such a weird thing to think about yeah I'll, let me see if i can find i saw this earlier this week um uh i think it was i'm trying to find oh here it is okay um so this is uh a tweet from uh colin moriarty he does the uh, sacred symbols podcast um, about PlayStation. So it was, this is the U.S. Pl- prices of PlayStation consoles that launched, inflation adjusted. Okay. So in 1995, the PlayStation... The original. Yeah. Uh, at the time, cost $299. Currently, in, in, with inflation, 511 Dang. 2000, the PlayStation 2, at the time, 299 Current, $452. Okay. 2006, the PlayStation 3, at the time... $599 oh, dude. currently would cost $779. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 2013, uh, the PlayStation 4, $399 currently would cost $451. Okay. So so essentially we were talking about the same, like... Except for the outlier of the PlayStation 3, yeah. we're generally in the four dollars to $500 range here yeah. for all the other ones adjusted for inflation. The problem is consumers don't think like that. No, no, no. Well, I mean, you think about like, you know, consumers think about things in like just, okay, it costs, it's more expensive to buy a console today than it was whenever I bought my original Xbox or whatever. But like from, you know, like you said, from inflation, not true. It's actually like way cheaper today to like buy video games and and that's right. I mean, even like just the actual games, since... Like how long has it been since the prices of a video oh, game have gone I mean, up? Well, There's it been sixty dollars forever. I think the last yeah the last company that did was um, was Nintendo with the release of I think the Switch or maybe Wii U. Maybe Can't Wii U. Remember. I think it was Wii U. Wii U. Where like they all like they're they're like AAA games for the longest time were fifty bucks. Yeah, and they moved them up up to sixty like everybody else. Yeah, like the three sixty and the the PS three or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's. All that being said, it's crazy that like Sony, and I guess it's just because it's going to cost so much, and they're afraid that Microsoft is going to undercut them so much, and yeah. they're going to lose their position as market leader. It's also really weird, like they just they're not behaving like the same PlayStation as they were uh, back at the launch of this generation. Well, they definitely aren't the same PlayStation. Like you think about the the people who are the heads of like, True. I mean, we have like different heads of of uh, of Sony of America. Like we have different heads of the entire company are like completely yeah. different. Yeah. And then and they are behaving as such. You yeah. know, it's like the the only like familiar face that I can think of, you know, right now is like Shuhei Yoshida, but he moved over to indies. um to like dealing out with like indies and like getting more indies on the platform. Yeah. Which arguably is in fact like something that would have happened in the PS3 like late PS3 early PS4 era. Era, they were like very much like oh we're the really indie friendly platform and they've kind of lost that seems like over the years so it makes well, sense that then he they would want to be like i want to do that I, that's a passion thing you back know? then they were playing catch up like right. because of xbox's like uh i forget what they, i forget what it was called back then just arcade games yeah it was the xbox xbox, xbox live arcade, live arcade yeah. yeah um and they had the idea xbox program back then even yeah even yeah and every single summer they had the summer of arcade and yeah. that's where like limbo came out True. and braid and uh explosion man and a lot of these just like really iconic indie games yeah came out on platform first there and sony was like crap man we got to get this together and they they rode i think that there was a they just rode that wave into the playstation 4 agreed i just don't know like you know whenever you look at things like game pass what Microsoft, the way that they're approaching even exclusives, where it's like, hey, these exclusives will span generations. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we don't care where you play them. Just, yeah. like, play them. Yeah. Uh, dude, I don't know. Like, I think Sony's looking at all this stuff and be like, we're kind of scared. It's really funny, too. Microsoft recently, like, made this, like, offhand comment that they see their competition as people like Google. Yeah, Phil Spencer mentioned that he's like, he's like, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, we're, we're not looking at Sony as our main, like, no. main competitor in the next generation. It's Google Stadia and uh, Amazon. What was the second one? It was Amazon. Amazon's Amazon? looking at who hasn't, out. E- or who hasn't even released they anything yet. They haven't released yet. a box yet. But yeah. they're, they're all like, like looking at services and, well, and I it think it makes like, sense. Like it's, Spencer clarified that a little bit, where he was like, you know, he's like, you know, I'm not just looking at like Xbox as like a console. Totally, like, I'm looking at as like Xbox as a branch of Microsoft, which is like a which is a technology company. And he's like, and so I'm looking at the other like big technology companies. Like, Who's a threat to like us like in our technology? It's these other companies. It's yeah. not necessarily Sony. That being said, uh, we, this is a, a a topic for another podcast. Google is wildly mishandling Stadia. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, if I was Amazon, I'd be looking at that and be like, whoa. <laughs> what? We got to make sure we have our stuff together can we, before can we, we uh, try to Can do we that. learn from anything from this? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's learn from this. <laughs> um, agreed. And, but yeah, like, and, and cloud gaming is definitely like where if you look at, like, in my mind, like, you look at the future as far as like 10 years from now, like the next, like in 2030. Like we're like cloud gaming is, is going to be a huge 100%. And I think like you look at that and you're like, that's where like, that's where Phil Spencer's head is at with yeah. Microsoft where it's like, that's what they're, they're looking at. Sometimes I, I think also with Sony, like they, you know, I've been being in this defensive position a little bit. Like I sort of kind of understand it. Cause like if, if they are looking at the beginning of this last generation and being like, we don't want to like end up like Microsoft where it's like Microsoft was on top uh, at the end of the 360 generation. And then they totally messed it up um, by announcing things too early by announcing like this, like all of these things about like sharing your games. You can't do that. There's a lot of things that me- were There's messed up at the beginning like, of this thing. The, the funny thing about that is like, we basically have that the console that they described oh, yeah. now. 100%. Except for minus some of the cool things like sharing games. Right. Like, I can't share a digital game with you. Yeah, you can't be like, and oh, here, I, let me sh- share I this over I there. Could. It'd be cool. It'd be amazing. Like, if I could be like, oh, hey, Chris, you know, I, I played this game on my digital thing. I, but I have to, like, if I want to share something, I have to consciously buy yeah. it physically. We were all so. up in arms about, like, uh, used retail li- or licenses. And yeah. just like, ah, man. And it's, like, always online. Like, that was another thing that was, like, people were people were very why, upset about. Everything like, I played, when has I, my Xbox been offline? Well, yeah, why would I ever turn it offline now? Um, and if it's offline, it's because the power's out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's, like, this, the world that we live in, you know, now is, like, drastically different from a technology standpoint than it was yeah. at the launch. It just wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Uh, and, you know, and honestly, like, if you look at it, the Sony, like, PlayStation is the ex- same thing. It's, like, it's, it's always online. It's, like, you know, the digital games, like, work the same way that they were, were going to work at that point, except without the digital sharing. So, yeah, it's it's it was, it's a fascinating alternate future that you, or alternate reality that I, you know, it's, like, what would it look like yeah. if they had held to that? Well, I'm so curious. Would they have gone under? I don't know. About the next 10 years. And, and like, in the immediate future, I'm the most curious about... Which companies are prepared for the 5G revolution? And you think about the impact that the internet has had on retail stores, Mm -hmm. starting with like bookstores with Amazon, but then bleeding into every other space Mm -hmm. to the point where like we have one electronics store that can survive basically, it's Best Buy. 
You know, we have. Well, they're mo- not just electronics; they're electronics and like appliances. Yeah, and they've and they've had. And it's in, like you can't buy. A, they've had to like, diversify so much, right? And you don't want to buy like a fridge online. No, I oh, want well, hundred. No, no, no. You know, it's like you want to walk into the store and pick out a fridge. You know, so it's like you got to go there to a physical location for that. But uh, clothing stores, you know, like why? I think that the the main the main reason you go would go actually go to a physical clothing store anymore is whenever you go to like you know outlet or low cost stores, yeah. even places like the like. Uh, H&M, which are pretty, like, low price point, like, they have all their stuff online. Like, yeah. So, well, I mean, and it, honestly, like, you know, the only reason, it, it, the fascinating thing is it goes the other way, too, where it's, like, lots of online retailers that are, like, super big online sometimes will, like, open up, like, a, a retail store specifically for returns. And there's some places that will, like... Um, do things through other stores where it's like, oh, well, like I'm I'm fulfilling this order through this other other retail store, and so you can return it directly to that store. Yeah. Or even you know with uh, like Whole Foods and Amazon, like Amazon owning Whole Foods, it's like okay, well now they're in the grocery business well, well, to Amazon's, do it online. Amazon's, Amazon's everywhere. You can you can return <laughs> Amazon things to Kohl's now. That's like, right. It's so without getting too in the weeds there, right. it's just I, like you look at how the just the the internet in general affected retail stores. Five, the speed of 5G internet is going to uh, affect online companies in such a dramatic way that people who are not prepared for it, that's why I'm just curious, like, over the next, you know, like, five years, definitely, like, who's prepared, who's not, who's forward-thinking, who has a game plan, who knows the minute that 5G is pro- proliferated throughout the the world yeah. to a certain saturation level at what point you know like okay we can turn on these features mm-hmm. and we're going to be there ready blowing people's minds yeah. and who's not well, and then also it's like if you do it, you know, the, I also am always curious about like, oh, if you if you go too early where it's like, oh, it's not, you know, the it's not quite ready for that. And like you have your costs outweigh your profit, you know, in that case, like where it's like if you were to like, lo- like do this infrastructure, like try to like do something or it ridiculous. Or make sense to people like All the right. Xbox True. You know, one did at first. Like, Good point. Again, we have the same console that they pitched. Yeah. It Minus just, a couple of cool features. It just took, yeah, it just took us like this weird roundabout way to get there because, like, yeah. back then our minds could not comprehend or make sense of what we were hearing. It's true because it was so far outside the realm of our experience. I remember on this very podcast, like talking about that with you and being like, 100%. "Dude, I don't, I like, I, I don't think I'm in for this." No, you know, or like, we this seems really bad. You know, we were just like, no, stupid. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, you're right. Like looking at our boxes now, it's like, ooh, I actually wouldn't mind having some of those cool features back then, and I basically have the exact same thing going on. You know, yeah. but at the time, it's like my console wasn't always online and it's like i didn't that's not how i consumed games all the time you know it'll be interesting dude like you know it's it's funny like what's happening it'll be interesting like i can't wait for e3 see what microsoft does i can't wait to see whatever sony does sony will do something after that so do you think they're gonna do like one big event like after e3 before e3 like i mean what they're definitely not gonna do before unless somehow like microsoft's playing leaks that's true uh, but even then, Microsoft could try to pull an Audible, and I think they're going to wait until they go, man. Yeah. Like, so Microsoft already said, hey, we're going to be E3. So if I'm Sony, I'm like, oh, cool. I'll yeah. just wait till after E3. We weren't going to be there anyway. Uh, then we have the whole, like, media cycle to ourselves, and we can try to beat them. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense, too, because it's like, yeah, you're, you're right. If you're going to, like, set a price where it's like, oh, if we're going to make the call about taking a loss on these consoles, like, if I'm going to make that decision... If I'm Sony, I'm sitting there like, okay, well, do we like make you know price it 500 bucks or price it like at a loss? You're, I would want to know for sure what the other person was doing. 100. You know, for sure. Um, I also feel like with with 
they're, they're, in the article, they talked about like, oh, we have to determine how many we manufacture in the initial run because like consoles get cheaper every year because yeah. the components within them get cheaper every year. And so if they make too many uh, PlayStation 4 or 5s like in the like initial run, it's like, well, you're just not sitting with a massive bill that you're not ever going to recoup the cost on because it's like next year, if you sell those same boxes, it's like you're not selling them for, you know, you, you still paid uh, the 450 bucks to get them manufactured. Yeah, I mean, they've got a good year, like they, they've got a good year's worth of the same price, like, because honestly, I don't, like, if it goes according to the way the last console cycle went, and even with Switch, mm-hmm. like, you might see some price cuts around Black Friday, but those are those are on the retailer Retail side. Retail side, yeah. Uh, I, you're not going to see actual price cuts for another whole year. Yeah. So, like, you have a good two years worth of selling consoles at the current price point, but I think that what they're, what like, to me, what that means is, like, in the case of, are we actually going to sell this at a loss? Yep. What, how yeah. big is the loss? Like we have to mitigate that loss, right? So that it doesn't just like look terrible on our books for our our uh, um, investors. Yeah, and you know, because you <laughs> produce two years worth of consoles that haven't even sold through, and you're not making all the money back. Like right. a lot. Of yeah, cash you're literally there. paying paying. You know, like basically fifty dollars per console yeah. to like to sell these things which is, um, is a strategy you know yeah. like and i'm not saying they you know i mean shouldn't. honestly there, there have been multiple console generations that that's happened like for the first yeah. couple of years and, and i just feel like sony is trying to play an old game a game that doesn't necessarily exist anymore yeah and no I, one else is playing it yeah and i don't know like what the solution necessarily there is other than like just like decide and then you know put it out or whatever but but it's a uh like decide whatever your price is and then just do it, you know. The other piece in there um, is the PSVR piece. That's right. I don't know what that looks like other than like if they don't if they don't come out with something that competes with um, the uh, Oculus Quest. Quest, that's, right? That's the mobile one. Yeah, yeah. Because Rift is the the wired one, right? And um, there's uh yeah. What's the other Oculus? One? Well, there's the, the there's the super amazing Oculus one, the the newer one that they have. That's Rift. Okay, and then there's uh there's like a a mid mid tier or something like there's that. Like, okay, so there's there's three Oculuses. See if you can let me look it up. There's there's the Oculus Rift that's comp- connected to your uh, computer with wires. There's another one that you can put your phone into. Go Oculus Go Oculus Go. Go. Oculus Quest yeah. is the good one that's like wireless that uh, just runs on its own. Yep. If the next PlayStation VR does not do that, yeah. They have got a problem on their hands in terms of p- selling those units, right? Well, and then I think they also patented like there's a there's a patent that, that has come out where they patented some new controller of sorts, like rather than the Move controllers, which is like super old technology. Yeah, um, I mean it's just got to be so, simple. You look like I've like, uh, Fultron has a has a uh, Vive. No, sorry, not Vive. It has a Rift, right? Oculus Rift, and we've all played it. Yeah, I mean there's there's nice simple. Yeah. Um, controllers and they feel fancy. good in your hands. They feel great. Yeah, they're not big, huge, clunky, you know, things. They're not like a Wiimote. <laughs> no, you know, uh, they don't need to be. No. So what was the other? There was a third piece in there. Um. Oh man, I don't remember. Was there? It was a D. De- yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things in there that were like just fascinating aspects of it. Um. Along the lines of the VR thing, like I don't see them doing a VR headset for another year or so, like because it's like that's that's launching like two hardware things within within right. you know a, a sh- very short time span. Oh, so. I guess it was just that camera thing. 
yeah that's what it was yeah, yeah so. the processors i mean it's also fascinating like they're like oh the coronavirus has not affected the manufacturing it's like and i guarantee that's probably because they're not really like hardcore manufacturing a ton of these things yet well i mean or the, know I how know many they have to be that's what they said they said they normally doing. like decide how many units or the price point in february yeah and they start manufacturing them now yeah so i mean there have been reports that it might affect like uh what was it switch um, yeah, switch controllers. Yeah, and switch. Uh, there was a specific switch model. Is the Animal Crossing switch model in some yes, regions was yes. going to be affected by that, but not you know not in the U.S. because they had already shipped those all uh, you know as of you know whenever the the coronavirus. Really yeah, hit, I so. feel like they just need to like I mean well you know we'll see how like what is how the virus runs its course. Like if China still remains pretty closed off like we're all locked down yeah yeah then there will be a lot of problems getting that yeah and you think about like the different like it's it's the different various components the processors and the, like the the small well, and then like how many go inside of these how many other people like places actually manufacture that stuff so uh, there was something else uh, there was something in the past couple of years i think it was iphones and i think it was glass yep iphone glass yep and specifically the uh the sapphire glass or whatever yes. it was there was a shortage of that because there was something happened with the manufacturer in china they had to like go to vietnam and do it there or something mm-hmm. like that they had but to they, shift over but I, they couldn't produce a lot because they didn't have a huge factory right and so then they like did they made some tweaks to the uh the process of making those that like one glass was superior to the other and you could tell which your phone had based on the serial number or something weird like yeah. that too like in the end um but it's yeah, I mean, like it's it, manufacturing. It's super like weird I and know. such a strange like because you know anything can affect uh, can affect the the output of various products that you you get. So just a, a, a strange economic um, world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I'm very excited for these consoles to like actually like be be. Like, what is it price? What's the games? Like, what's yeah. the lineup? Like, what's everything Dude. look like? The ecosystems. And, and at the end of the day, for me, like, it's all, I mean, I say this, but, I, like, I obviously, like, like love the Xbox brand. I err on the side of Xbox. I, ha- like, a lot, I love my my PlayStation as well. I just like, like, I mean, it's just what yeah. I like to play better. Um, but overall, like, I'm just excited to see, like, what are the games? Mm-hmm. What are they coming out with? Mm-hmm. We haven't heard any, anything new, really, from Sony in uh, over a year. Yeah. We're not going to hear anything new in, in uh, at E3. They better announce something. Uh, I mean, they've got I'm, to, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will. I, I'm, I'm interested, like, the, the strategy that they had, you know, early this generation was, like, let's tell you about things, like, for five years. You know, yeah. let's, let's, let's tell you well in advance of these things. And then now near the end of the generation, they've gone silent. So I, I suspect what's probably going to happen is we're going to get some sort of a barrage of here's the, the, like, the opening games. Here's the next year after that. Like, we're, it's going to be a more regular cadence with, with yeah. Sony, hopefully. It's my hope, anyway. Here's the, the risk they run is Microsoft walks on an E3 stage. They say our console is $399. You can pre-order it now. Here's all of our games. Gets everybody hyped up. And then I've pre-ordered the Xbox One or Xbox Series X before I even like have heard about anything of the PlayStation. Yeah, like knew what like I'm even like buying it in replace of. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not I don't know. I mean, it's, there's not infinite money. You know, it's like the, you only have your limited amount of cash. And there's of, uh, not infinite hype. Like, right. True. At the end of the day, if I've gotten more ex- really ex- excited about Xbox enough to pre-order it, and I, and and I don't, we don't know, mm-hmm. but say there is a shortage of consoles, mm. 
because of some kind of manufacturing concerns, because they're moving things around, because of coronavirus. I'm not waiting around to, to pre-order, to be like, hey, let's uh, wait until Sony just decides to tell me what they're going to do. No, I'm going to pre-order the Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And, and it's, I feel like that that's whenever they opted out of E3, it's it's just a fascinating move. And I, well, I then still this wonder is obviously this why. Is, yeah, it's like, like they just don't know yet. They don't have it all. They don't have yeah. it lined up quite yet for them you know it's so, crazy dude just so it's a weird one man it's just, this is an like i love it because it's such a interesting yeah. like wrinkle in g- video gaming yeah it's so so fun man yeah it's uh 2020 it's, it's a wild year it's gonna be a wild year still is already is yep all right so that's it for this week uh, next week i don't know what we're talking about but we'll talk about something we'll talk about something um, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on social at chrisright250 and johnwright777 and at stayintargetpod please go to your podcast service of choice review us tell your friends about us we really appreciate it that's it for this week we'll see you next time on stay, stay on, on target, target.